Sell me your car today. This is Clay Edwards, and I want to buy your car, truck, or SUV today. Are you tired of dealing with all the marketplace maniacs and the Craigslist crazies? I hear nightmare stories every day about counterfeit checks for vehicles here in central Mississippi. Did you know if you get ripped off with a counterfeit check, your insurance company will not cover you? Let me make you a fair market value offer for your vehicle today. Contact me today at claybuyscars.com. That's claybuyscars.com. All right, all right, we are live. This is the Clay Edwards Show here on 103.9 FM WYAB, the free-range human show of choice, your daily dose of reality radio. We're here in the studio with Sean Yurtkaran. Sean actually had somebody ask me, does Sean really have blue hair? <laughs> yeah, Purple yeah, hair? Yeah. I said, Absolutely. Oh, Kim Wade. Absolutely. Blue hair, purple hair, streaks. Got on a Black Lives Matter shirt right now. <laughs> That's it. With the, with the paratrooper, right? Yeah, with with the, the paratrooper. With the paratrooper. Oh, man. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, man. How you doing? I'm good, brother. How, how was your... Uh, did you go to Oktoberfest down at the Fertile Ground? I didn't, man. I ended up doing absolutely nothing this weekend. I did same here. I just I just stayed in. I watched... Uh, since you got me on this YouTube premium, I honestly can't stop. Like, yeah. I've just... Like I, I don't know. I feel like there's a whole new world of stuff on. I never was a big YouTube watcher before. Yeah. I just always watch Netflix or something like that. And now I'm like just going into every little thing. You know, it's kind of oh, you know, and, and it's and it's Netflix and so and and, and just entertainment media's fault mm. that I want short form or long form conversational content mm-hmm. because they don't put out entertaining products anymore. On the entertainment side. Now, Netflix is like a black hole. Like, I, it's hard to figure out what to watch on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I, I you know, jokingly say sometimes they've got too much content and people are like, how's too much? I mean, it is a bad thing sometimes. There's like too, you don't know what to watch when you turn on Netflix. Yeah, they don't market their shows well anymore. Mm-mm. Or at least not, not, in my, not in my algorithm. Yeah, and it just feels like I'm just not interested in a lot of this stuff anymore, I guess. The old school sitcoms or that kind of yeah. – I'm just not, I'm just I'm not, not interested in it. I, that's a great point. I'm not uh, – other things that COVID broke was me <laughs> watching entertainment uh, scripted stuff. Yeah. Now, I still – like Yellowstone, I like Yellowstone. There's a few shows here and there um, that I can kind of get into. I binge-watched that Tulsa King. With oh, you tell me about that. Stone. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. It's good. It's, it's, it's a little cheesy, you know, because mob boss moving down to – uh, t- Oklahoma, Tulsa, okay. you know, but it's good. Like we binge watched the whole thing in like two or three days. Really? I mean, so we, and that's on. Is that on what? That's on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Okay. Yeah, but but yeah, but to your back to your point about YouTube and uh, the YouTube Premium stuff because you don't have to watch the commercials. You know, like these long form podcasts. Well, that's really before Joe Rogan moved to Spotify, and I just watch. I have the Spotify app, so yeah. I'll go watch him on there, but. That was kind of what got me started was watching the Joe Rogan clips and the whole things, mm-hmm. especially during COVID. It was just more interesting, and it was consistent fifty two a week a year entertainment. There were people were going to put stuff out two or three times a week, nonstop. There's no off season, and kind of like you know, I hate to always tie stuff back to professional wrestling. That was always one of my draws to wrestling was there's no off season. It was every week. It was, it was always on. something new, something live. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's always now for sure. I mean. 
Um, and also, like, what I also like about it is you can, if you're interested in something, you could just, you know, search that and you could find endless amount of stuff about whatever topic you're interested in. Like, I'll, of course, this week, I'm everybody, I think I'm a huge Dolphins fan, as you know. And, like, so I'll just run in Miami Dolphins and there's like a million different podcasts on there talking about whatever mm-hmm. thing I'm interested in. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. It, all you got to do is hit like on one video mm-hmm. and the algorithm immediately is going to shove more videos. Yeah. Like that video, like when I first got into podcasting and uh, the streaming stuff and all this content creation stuff, I finally had to quit watching that stuff because uh, like a, a video would come out with a new piece of equipment that basically if you didn't have this, you might as well not even be doing, be doing this. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And then I stumbled across and I would accumulated a lot of, a lot of stuff at this point and I Finally, saw this one video. It's like, man, you can have all this, you can have a billion dollar studio, but if they're content ain't worth a crap, nobody's going to care. Somebody said, man, some of the most popular people on TikTok and YouTube and some of these other platforms, it's literally just them and their phone. Yeah. See, I know, but that's all. I think that isn't it anything though that we just like gear. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big gear person. Uh, me too. I've got a lot of junk, like for CrossFit, I got all this lifting stuff that does, hasn't made me any stronger whatsoever or any better, mm-hmm. but I just feels cool that I got it. Yeah. Speaking of that, I went to uh, Academy Sports yesterday. Actually, I started pawn shop hopping. I hit the USA pawn up in, uh, in Pearl. Shout out to a uh, random metal listener over there. I think his name said his name was Tim. So he listens every day. So shout out to Tim. Uh, he was in there shopping, and anyway, I was looking for a curl bar, an Olympic curl bar, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't they didn't have one. I guess pawn shops kind of gotten away from just buying used random uh, workout equipment. Yeah, I guess mo- or people are just selling it all on marketplace now, one or the other. And I said, all right, I'm the one, st- one, one, one attempt at a pawn shop that was it for me. I ended up going over to Academy and just went in. I say wasn't, but fifty bucks. But I was thinking it'd be like a hundred bucks because stuff had gotten so high on that. You know, in that home workout equipment stuff. Oh, my God. During, during the pandemic. Yeah. And I just figured <laughs> when stuff goes up, it never comes back down. So uh, <laughs> people were selling like dumbbells, like sets for like 4,000 bucks and all the, all the marketplace. You're like, oh, my God. And people were buying it. They were buying it. Yeah, they yeah. were. They were. I was I was lucky. I had a I buy stuff from Rogue and uh, I already had like a barbell set at the house. So that yeah. was but people were offering me money for that. You know, they were like, taking pictures of it and stuff. And they were like, because it was like crack. <laughs> I mean, so, everybody's like, give me some home workout equipment. So I'm guessing that's like the one thing you didn't have to worry about Jacksonian stealing was your home workout equipment. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody came and stole my Rogue like rubber bump plates or yeah. any of that kind of stuff but yeah it sold like remember peloton did super well during that time and now they're not doing well nobody nobody wants the peloton bike you can anymore. rent a peloton bike now for like 89 dollars <laughs> a week or month or something like that yeah nobody wants that no credit I mean, check i almost did it that's the one thing that people should have known that getting on a stationary bike at your house it sucked before COVID, and it sucks afterwards. Nobody's not a fun thing to do. Like, yeah, but this one's got a big screen on it. Yeah, right. This is a better. Why don't you just put your iPad on it? And it wants a YouTube video again. Or, or, or do like I did my, my my treadmill in the living room. I, my treadmill is behind. I have a really long living room. Mm-hmm. So like my, my my big screen's on the wall on one end. The couch is in the middle, or kind of towards the back. And then beside behind that, I still have enough space to put a treadmill without it eating up any real walk space. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to do it. So I can sit behind the stand up behind the couch. I can watch the big screen while I'm on the treadmill. Other mm. way, otherwise, there's no way I could ever do the treadmill without a TV. <laughs> and I did try the iPad thing, but it had to, you have to look down. Ah, uh, okay. And yeah. that sounds just, that. you know it, it it sounds like I'm being nitpicky, but your neck looking down the whole time. 
It, it's like it, when you're on the airplane, you try to hold your iPad in your lap, and you're looking down. And it's annoying. That's why they put those things in where you could clip it in now yeah. on the seats. Yeah. So, man, we've been we've been hiking some here lately, man. I, and I know it sounds like the whitest thing I've ever yeah. said. <laughs> but it's like we've been going hiking and walking the trails and stuff, and I've really enjoyed that. Just kind of getting out in the different terrains and this, that, and the other. So. Uh, and the weather's been nicer for mm. it too. I think that's really the the been the upside for it. You guys do this on Saturday or Man, a couple times a week, whenever schedules allow. Is it Home Depot afterwards or Home Depot? We take an underwater basket weaving class. That's and all kind of fun stuff. You guys got a sweater for your dogs that you. <laughs> I found. Speaking of that, I did find an old picture. You know, the Google Photos will send me like the. I back all my pictures up to Google Photos mm-hmm. on my phone because I've learned that things can crash and you can lose everything. <laughs> So everything just automatically backs up to Google, and um, the masters of the universe have every photo I've ever taken. But neither here nor there. I found a picture of my my little my girl dog, the blonde one, and a picture we put her in a red sweater, and she, she looks so mad. That's she looks so mad. But I found it the other day and uh, sent it to my lady friend, and so I was like, she's like, she looks young in that picture. I'm like, she looks mad in that picture. She's upset with the, it's a red sweater. Yeah, just a red sweater. And yeah. they had a, we had another one, like a little mini, uh, ve- uh, like vest on the yeah. boy dog. I can't hate, man. I got stuff like that for my dog. I, I got my dog. My dog's got a Miami Dolphins jersey. I, I mean, you know, I've seen what, what I, I've seen what you've done to your dog. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I've thought stuff. about calling. I thought about calling uh, uh, child protective services, but yeah, yeah it's it, yeah. I mean, it's. I, mean, I guess when you don't have kids, everybody becomes like obsessed with their dog. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, let me go get all this uh, stuff for my dog. All right, let's uh, let's reel this thing in a little bit here. Sean, let's start with some Jackson stuff. We got five minutes before we got to take a break. 230. 230. Does that number mean anything to y'all? Sean? Is that the number of Hondas? I read this article last night, actually. Yes. And I was talking to Renee, our friend who's a Hyundai salesman, yeah. and uh, we were discussing about how this you know happened, what was going on. So 200 and th- so they came out with a WWT came out with a story a couple days ago. And I, I want to say this. I, I know that I, for people who kind of tune in and tune out and don't listen every day, you know, I've been very hard on JPD over the years, uh, especially under the, the Lumumba administration and Chief, when Chief Davis was the chief. Chief Wade has been very transparent, and I really appreciate that, especially from a media standpoint. It gives us stuff to talk about, and it lets people actually know what's really going on where they live. Had a press conference the other day, and I guess they talked about Hyundais and Kias being stolen. Mm-hmm. And they said so far this month, 15 have been stolen. We talked about this yesterday on the show. And it was only like the 20, at that point, it was only like the 22nd of the month or 23rd of the month, and it was already 15 of the however many cars have been stolen in Jackson in October were Hondas and Kias. Well, yesterday, yesterday they updated the story. In 2023 alone, in Jackson alone, 230 of however many cars that have been stolen were Hondas and Kias. So they've had to release a another one of their weird, not mandates, but request warnings that anybody in the city of Jackson or Hines County in general that drives a Hyundai or Kia, they want you to park it in your garage or block it in with another vehicle. Bro, now look, I understand that the malfunction, the glitch with the Hondas and Kias that are causing this issue are not the city of Jackson's fault. But what is the city of Jackson's fault is there so damn many criminals that want to steal cars that are, are it's like a unlimited shopping spree for them with Hondas and Kias? Doesn't seem like car theft is so last century. I mean, like we should 
that should be over by now. You know, uh, well, and, and now that everybody's saying, oh, they're just going on a joyride. No, no, well, maybe they are. That's just even stupider. That's something they've done forever. I could, you know, speak from yeah. experience on that. Uh, having this, that's a that's a big thing. It's still in a car going for a joyride and just ditching it. Because there was that wreck Sunday night over on Fortification, like down the road from your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Tress was the first reported at darkhorsepressnow.com. I read that, yeah. And it was going, I, I'm, I'm speculating in excess of 100 miles an hour down fortification mm-hmm. with no headlights on around 7 o'clock. And it's dark at 7 o'clock now. Yeah, it was like Sunday night, wasn't it? Yeah, Sunday night. And they, the Capitol Police pursued it and then said, no, nah, they're going too fast. So I know Democrats should be happy. They, they didn't chase them. Well, I mean, there's certain laws I got to abide yeah. by in terms of especially like civil liability. Yeah. They get, you know, they get, that happens. So, but no, no sooner than they cut the blue lights off, these idiots wreck. One goes through the windshield, and I don't care if they stole the car or not. I, I'm sure it's stolen. I think we will find out that car is stolen. It was a Hyundai SUV. Mm-hmm. That's the moral to this story. They both died, didn't they? I don't know if the other one died, but they both got ejected. One died. You know, hey kids, wear your seatbelts. Yeah, wear, wear your seatbelts. But this goes back to my, my my thing about Jackson. That means that there's enough people in Jackson that know that you can steal Hondas and Kias that they've stolen 230 of them. That's a lot. Is it the entire year or just the last month? That's the, the entire year. And, okay. that, and obviously, that don't count what, what other cars do they love to steal. Chargers, Challengers. Ford m- trucks. Right? Ford I trucks. That's, that's pretty big. You know, the, I mean, all the other cars, I, and this don't count carjackings either. What's the total number of cars stolen in the city of Jackson? I want to know. I wonder. That's a good question. I, I, I bet you. Thousand? Thousand. That's where I was going to go. There's yeah. a comma in that number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say thousand. Probably. That is that's insane. I want you to think about that. What's the population in the city? I, that's what I was just going to say. The population of Jackson, let's just, I think 200,000, legitimate 200,000. Around there. Yeah. I know I know. some people say it's a quarter million, but there ain't no quarter million people live in Jackson. No, no, no. It's not that much. I, it, I think it, it's actually 185,000. I was going to say, but I think I'll, be, I'll be generous mm-hmm. and say 200,000. So you mean to tell me that? So what's what's a thousand or two hundred thousand? Is that five percent? Don't ask me. I ain't the math guy, <laughs> lawyer. Um, well, two thousand would be ten percent. Yeah, right. So, exactly. So yeah. you're telling me five percent of the cars in the city? That's just because if the number's a thousand, if um, the if the number's a thousand, that would mean that five percent of the cities had their car stolen. When you say it like that, it's kind of you know, wow, five yeah, five percent. That's a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, one in fourteen thousand are getting killed. Yeah, you know, I mean, and then there's, you know, you probably know this, Clay, because you worked in that those areas. I mean, there's a ton of chop shops. That's what I call them, chop shops around the city, everywhere. Go ahead. Which I'm, you, I'm I'm saying, you know, there's a ton of chop shops around the city. I mean, we used to walk into them all the time, and you go in there, and you see, like, 300 cars with different license plates on them, and they're all chopping them up. So, I mean, that's there's there's a there's easy way to, to move them around. Uh, let's see here. What is... If it, there's 105 homicides, mm-hmm. and let's just say there's 200,000 people, what does that number come up to? That's one in how how many? How do you do that? 200? Yeah, yeah, again, I'm the wrong guy for that about, one. About 105. That's one in every, if, I'm, if, my, if my math is right here, that's one in every 1,900 people in Jackson are, are, are being killed. Being killed, okay. Let's take a break. Do some math. This is the Clay Edwards yeah. Show. <laughs> we'll be- I need to Google math. That's- yeah, I know my teacher said I would never have a calculator in my pocket all the time. And even now that I do, I don't know how to use it. I should have paid more attention in math class. <laughs> I I guess I skipped over that part when I was taking my GED. <laughs> right. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys. It is Wednesday. 
You know what that means. That means you should be getting down to Martin's downtown this afternoon. Enjoy a great drink at the bar. Some uh, whatever's on the TV, they'll have a bunch of it. The patio. I'm telling you, go enjoy this weather. Get. I was just talking about going walking and hiking and all that stuff because the weather's so dang nice. This is great patio weather. Like this reminds me of like back in the day. Now this is about Martin's, but back in the day, man, we used to go sit on the patio at the Mexican restaurants, particularly the one on Fortification. Was that La Casuela? Yeah, yeah, man. Did that for sit, years. Man, we'd go sit out there and just have a blast. And um, just people watch, people walking by, driving by. I imagine that Martin's offers some of the best people watching in Jackson. They're on that and car watching and stuff. They're on that corner of yep. State and uh, Pearl right there. Man, they've just built that huge new covered patio. It's got fans, heaters, big screen TVs, all that stuff. If you haven't been to Martin's in the last couple of years, man, they they took in the they've doubled the size of it. They took in the whole whole other side of the building. They built all new restrooms. I mean. Really high end, high grade restrooms. Uh, there ain't no waiting to use the bathroom anymore. Uh, anyway, it's really nice. Get down, get down there, check it out. The bar top is awesome. It's stainless steel. They have a huge selection of dra- uh, craft beers, draft beers, and more. Uh, all the different drinks you could imagine. Today's lunch special is dun dun meatloaf. Sean, we're going to Martin's for lunch today. <laughs> that does sound good. That does sound good. Meatloaf, man. I, I was actually looking for a meatloaf recipe. The other night, well, I was going to look for a meatloaf recipe, and I never got around to it. So I just made two big hamburgers, well, hamburger steaks. I just <laughs> That's the, what it turns into. I just yeah, shoved a bunch of cheese into some patties and threw them on the smoker. And was like, Poof. It's never bad. It's, it doesn't come out bad. You're like, oh, we're going to eat this. Uh, here's, uh, here's Martin's live music lineup for this weekend. Let's see here. Friday, Josh Taylor and John McNaughton. That, that's a free show, 6 p.m. Friday. Don't forget, Friday is ribeye steak night. Coming up on Halloween is Humid Subtropic with Angelo. That's Halloween. That's on 12 p.m. That's $12 cover, I mean. 10 p.m. concert. Saturday, October 28th, The Heavy Strides. $12 cover, 10 p.m. concert. And Tuesday, October 31st, Thomas Jackson, 6 p.m. That's free. You can go to martinsdowntownjxn.com and get all this information. I don't want to bog you down with too many details here. And don't forget, the full menu is available every day. They're open at 11 a.m. to 2 a.m., Seven days a week, right down there on the corner of State and Pearl Street, right there on uh, on Commerce Street, technically. But uh, anyway, plenty of parking, secure the whole nine yards. Martin's downtown, JXN. They are having a Doors cover band I saw next month. I think it's like in a month. Yeah, the Ultimate Doors tribute. That's going to be cool because I thought yeah. that show was originally booked for Thayer Hall. Was it really? Okay. Or they had one similar to it. So yeah, that is going to be on. November 30th, the Ultimate Doors tribute. It just stood out in my mind. One thing, I love the Doors. And second, I've never even seen a Doors tribute band before. I've seen, I feel like I've seen every other kind of tribute tribute band, but not them. I love tribute bands. Yeah, so do I. That's what I mean. I just never, have you ever heard of a Doors one? Probably. I just assumed all the great bands have some version some, of a tribute band. Well, like Led Zeppelin's got that one that used to come around here, Zoso or somebody. Mm-hmm. that And they were pretty good, I thought. Yeah. But um, I just have never seen the Doors before. Nope. Well, they'll be here. Coming up soon. All right, let's read a few texts. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. 769-241-1944. Let's see here. Somebody said they are. Uh, oh, <laughs> get some pictures. There's a uh, There's a white-sheeted um, body bag, a ghost or something, hanging from the one of the Jackson Fire Departments. Oh. 
Now, you know, us white folks might find that offensive, similar to those black body bags hanging uh, out there in Rankin County. Uh, some black folks found offensive. So, was um, it a white guy that found it offensive, I thought? I couldn't remember. I, I looked at the TikTok. No. Or I thought, okay, I didn't know. No, no. The original post was a black guy that was driving around. And saw okay, them. I thought it was a white dude that was out there. And then, then the white guy, Walt, uh, did a video reaction to my video saying it wasn't racist anyway. Not to get all convoluted there, but mm-hmm. uh, just okay. didn't know, but. videos. Anyway, all right, let's see here. Guns and Gear text line said, whatever happened to Backstreet Law? Best rock band to play Jackson Bars? I don't, I'm not familiar with them. Mm-mm. Not familiar with them. That maybe a little bit before my time. Because I do love some good uh, some good Jackson hard rock cover bands or regional hard rock cover bands. All right, let's see here real quick. We were talking about the Jackson, the Colt Stolen Kias, all that stuff. Here's something that is near – and dear to my heart. Is this the Riverside thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, no, no, no. No, we got that too. I got you. This is, um, you know, man, when I started the Save Jackson thing, and I started doing vid- real videos of tra- driving around the city, mm-hmm. one of the things we we uncovered or exposed, and I couldn't believe nobody else had done it at this point, or if they had, it had been so long since they had done it that it was time for a new batch of people to see it, Yeah, was uncovering the condition of the local cemeteries. That is cool. I, I've, did you go to Greenwood down? Or Green, Green, Greenwood was actually the best kept of. It just needed a grass mode. Yeah, and there, and there was one or two homeless people living there, but it wasn't a city dump yet. I remember one time we had like the story. This couple, you know, came down to Mississippi doing the blues tour. Well, you know, a lot of people come do that, mm-hmm. and uh, they were touring the cemetery and they got robbed in the cemetery. You know, we had the case <laughs> in our office, and we're like. You know, I remember at the time I was thinking about doing a cemetery tour. I'm like, well, guess I'm not going to do the tour now. So. Yeah, this we, I, we got into it during COVID, and we just it was nothing else to do, so we just went and did the cemetery tour. You know, I say not tours. We went in urban or cemetery exploration, and we just discovered a bunch of cool stuff. But we ended up down at Cedar Lawn. Okay, and I find that offensive that some of this reporting I'm about to cover here. You're about Northeast Jackson, Cedar Lawn? No, I'm talking about over there by the city zoo. Okay, the, yeah, I'm thinking of Cedarhurst, the street. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Okay, gotcha. C- Cedar Lawn is the big one uh, where the McRae family, ha- a lot of the big names from Jackson Pass is, is buried out there. I gotcha. So uh, anyway, here's a story about them turning into a city dump, which it has been a dump. And I've got videos going back to 2020 confirming that some of this trash was there, but apparently it's gotten... Much worse. This is from WLBT. Over a year now. We send it now to three on your sides, Nathan Lee, who's at that cemetery. Nathan? Yes, as you can see, all of this unkempt land, as well as this massive amount of debris that is just a eyesore for the people that come here to pay their loved ones their respect. Now, this massive amount of debris is a bunch of tree land. I know y'all can't don't have the benefit of uh, being able to see what I'm watching here, but it's a lot of uh, tree limbs. Whatnot. This has been out there for years. It was there in 2020 when I was there. But again, apparently they've started dumping tires and everything else out there. You disrespectful SOBs. Here at the Cedar Lawn Cemetery, but this is just one of many problems throughout the graveyard. Uh, debris, trash, and even piles of tires have been a problem here dating back to the beginning of 2022. And since then, the problems have only gotten worse. City officials do not have an immediate plan for this for Cedar Lawn itself, 
But Jackson Mayor Shokwe Antar Lumumba's... Of course they don't have an immediate plan for signal. They don't have an immediate plan for Heck anything. Heck you say. Except, they don't have a plan? Except to uh, <laughs> figure out how to lose $850,000. That is the best. Uh, yeah, we'll get yeah, into that. Get that too. <laughs> Says they may have to reach out to others to help fight these issues. We have been able to take advantage of partnerships with community groups with several of our cemeteries. We may look for other relationships to help us maintain this. But more importantly, as we clean up these areas, we need to make sure that we clean up this spirit of entitlement that people have that believe that you can throw trash and expect that someone else is going to pick it up. The audacity, the, the sheer audacity, he must have found some on discount at a salvage store. For this guy to talk about um, entitled people thinking they can do whatever they want. Yeah. The audacity of the guy that gets up there and tells black folks that all of their problems are simply because they're black, because of racism, that they should be able to have all the free things they want. The free the land, free the people. Free the land, free the people. I don't know if there's a more entitled statement that one could make. Then free the land, free the people, free the water, free the land, free to this, free to that. When you keep telling everybody everything should be free, you may create some entitled pricks. How about free up the mistakes? Because apparently they, they don't have a problem doing making those. No. I mean, to the, to the tune of $850,000. Uh, let's, let's let the idiot finish here. Okay. Gotcha. The mayor say, says they will try to find extra resources to start this cleanup as soon as possible. No, that's the end of that. Right. Let's take a phone call here real quick. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Hey, Clay. Hey, brother. Hey, man, I know we have so little good news coming out of Jackson, but I wanted to share something with you. Uh, I shared a picture with you the other day of the old abandoned building across from Crescelles, uh, the new homeless encampment. Oh, yeah, man. Look, I'm glad to see somebody's using the old bumpers drive in there. Brother, the building is cleaned out. That pad has been scraped clean. Oh, really? So Somebody did. You keep, apparently, you sharing it got someone's attention. So you keep spreading the good news, brother, and I'll keep supporting you. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Hey, have a good one. Uh, you too. Yeah, so some, uh, he sent me a picture of the old bumpers drive in there on Highway 80 across from Crescelles. And I hate to even mention Chrishell in the same sentence. I just want to give people a, a reference point. And it had turned into basically a homeless encampment. I mean, they had furniture out there. They were burning trash piles. I mean, it looked like a third world country. It looked like something from Escape from New York. Mm -hmm. Escape from Jackson. And so I just posted it on my Instagram. Because I, I, I know which demographics follow which, which social media channel the most. And... I'm just going to be honest, Black Jackson follows me on Instagram more. So I, if, I, if I need to get their attention, I post something on Instagram. Now, people can sit here and they can argue with my methods all they want. They can say my intentions, everything else. But there's certain things when I post, it gets stuff taken care of. When we called out Rakia Lumumba for dumping her, or somebody in her campaign, allegedly, dumping her campaign signs after she lost, over there, uh, it, it, some abandoned property in Jackson. We, ex we exposed that. She went and cleaned them up. Mm -hmm. You know, and I can go on and on and on and on of, of instances, and that's just a very small, insignificant one there. But there's plenty of instances where we've exposed this nonsense, and somebody finally got out their butts and went and did something. But, oh, 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 crap. Uh, the white guy's calling us out. We, we, we better go do it. 
So, I remember the, the I'll never forget the Highway 80 toilet bowl incident. Right there in front of the old Toys R Us on Highway 80, right across from the main entrance of the city to, to the metro, which was had a lot of city offices, JPD, water, all that over there at the time. This is two years ago. A toilet bowl set dumped sitting upright on the edge of 80 for over a week. Now, we, we did the Toilet Bowl Chronicles. It had its own hashtag, everything. I put Clay Edwards Show a Save Jackson bumper stickers on this thing. We tagged the mayor, tagged the city. People called, raising hell. Somebody at the city finally told somebody that called to tell Clay to quit spreading lies. This ain't our responsibility. The county's uh, responsible for cleaning up Highway 80. Why wouldn't you just do it and try to look like the good guy? And how am I supposed to know that the county's responsible for cleaning Highway 80. How would anybody know that? I had never heard that before. Well, the county's doing a terrible job at it, too, then. So the county has to maintain Highway 80 in the city limits of Jackson? Uh, according to this person at the mayor's office at that time. Okay. You know. I did not did not know that. I mean, I knew there were things about who could patrol where, obviously, yeah. but I didn't know about terms of, like, road maintenance. That was the county's responsibility. So, so eventually, some good Samaritan that wanted to prove me wrong— just went and picked it up and threw it away. And was like, you could have just done this the whole time and, and, and not made a big fuss about it. Well, no, I was using it as an example of failed leadership, of a broken city. It's like, if they can't do something as simple as pick up a dang toilet off the side of the road, I called Jake Wyndham at the time. And I asked Mayor Pearl. I said, Jake, there's a toilet sitting on the side of Highway 80. You see it. You find out about it. How long is it going to sit there? Yeah, it, it, be gone within the hour. I mean, basically, I'm, I'm not quoting verbatim here, but sure, it, it it wouldn't be there long, regardless of whose responsibility it was. Yeah, because I don't think the residents of Pearl would dump a toilet on the side of Highway 80. And even if they did, I mean, I think you're, I think Jake's probably right. The police, you know, the Pearl police are. They'd probably yeah. been out there, and that thing would have been gone. It'd have been in the back of a cruiser. Yeah, I mean, first city, gone. first city paid employee. If a citizen didn't get it, first citizen, first city paid employee that saw it would have got it because they wouldn't want to have been the one to say they drove by and saw it and didn't get it. it anyway, again, it just goes back to the absolute mismanagement of the city, and it's just kicking the can down the road. It's always somebody else's responsibility. That's why I had no problem putting all the water issues on Chalkway. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, that's all y'all do is kick the can down the road. It just stopped at you, dog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, it just kind of makes me think about something when you're talking about here is the it's it's just a pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Like just take this year for instance and just off the top of my head think about things what have gone wrong in the city. First thing was obviously the trash when I, I think started doing the show with you was the trash stuff, right? Yeah. We had the trash problem. It took what a couple months to get resolved. Yeah. And, and, it, it, it's just say it being nice at minimum a month. Okay. Now we've got a, a, a serious car theft problem in the city, mm-hmm. but 230 cars are, that are just one specific brand this year. A monkey attacks the zookeeper. Like, let's not forget that. Like, yeah. Look at that one. And, and uh, they're dumping garbage in the cemetery, which just sounds un- like, okay, if you dump it some other place, I get it. I'm not saying that's good, yeah. but, you know, whatever. But the cemetery, all of us kind of generally, like, that's pretty rough. And then... They forgot to pay a bill that's going to cost us nearly a million dollars because of they didn't pay a bill on time. Like, I mean, that's essentially what it breaks down to, right? Yeah, and and, and again, for the fourth year in a row, we've cracked a hundred homicides. 
Yeah, we've done that. But I mean, that actually, that at least that's the kind of one area it's less than it was this time last year. Actually, we're on pace at the same pace now. I mean, oh. maybe off one or two, but I mean, we're. we're I'm trying to give them the some same. credit, Clay. I, I mean, like, like you know, maybe like a few. I mean, uh, so you see that pattern of just this year. We're just talking about this year of things yeah. that have gone haywire. How many? Uh, what I would like to see is how many businesses have left Jackson this year or just had to shutter. I mean, there were, we definitely know certainly a bunch of restaurants did right earlier yeah. in the year. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily all water issues or just COVID hangover or whatever you want to call it. But um, but I'm just saying in sheer just headlines of things that have happened in the city over the course of last year. It's just one thing after another. We got to take a break real quick. We'll be right back. To the Clay Edwards Show, this segment brought to you by... A1 Gear and Auto. Guys, get over there. See them today for all your automotive repair needs. I went by there yesterday. Talked to old Justin just to chop it up for a little bit. Good folks right there on 49 South in Florence. Whether it's a check engine light, your brakes are squealing, won't stop, they can do it all at A1 Gear and Auto. But what they specialize in is your ring and pinion. That is what they have buttered their bread doing. They're the best in the industry here locally for 15 years and counting if you have any roaring, loss of power, any of those type issues, you've upgraded wheels and tires, have hub issues, axle issues, they could take care of all of it there at A1 Gear and Auto. Again, I've been sending my personal vehicles over there, my family vehicles over there for the last year or so. So check them out right there on 49 South for all your automotive repair needs, especially your ring and pinion. Transfer cases, guys, make sure your four-wheel drive is working. Hunting season is upon us. I'm going to need some deer meat. I'm going to need some deer meat, so I'm going to need you all to make sure your four-wheel drive is working right, and A1 Gear and Auto will take care of that. Sean? Um, I've got an interesting thing. You know, we were kind of talking about the, eight, I guess we'll get into the $850,000 mess up, right? Mm-hmm. But in that article, and this is on Kingfish's site, we were just talking about the murder, the numbers being reported incorrectly, and then Chief Wade tried to fix that or did fix that. Is that correct? To my understanding. Okay. Well, there was a press conference with Chokeway where <laughs> – it, it said here, C.J. LeMaster asked Mayor LaMumba about JPD not releasing information about the 24 murders that took place over the course of several months. Mayor LaMumba tried to blame the Capitol Police for not reporting the homicides in its area of primary jurisdiction. Well, personally, I, I'm not going to say who I spoke to, but this is before this came out, that there had only been seven murders, and there may be more since then. It was like a month ago in the in the jurisdiction of the Capitol Police, in the primary jurisdiction. Yeah, and I cleared that. I you, expanded on that conversation a little bit with somebody the other day. Okay. That was in the last 12 months or so, not just this year. That there's only been seven homicides. There's only been seven. Yeah, that, that actually goes back into last year, too. Okay. Okay. So, because I just uh, kind of randomly brought that up, because I was having a conversation with somebody from over there. and <clears throat> So that's interesting. Now, of course, it's Chalkway line. It's Chalkway trying to blame... Somebody else about the homicides. Can somebody ask him specifically, and uh, and maybe CJ did this because I'm not watching the video, but okay, show us on a map where every one of those 24 murders occurred in the Capitol Police primary jurisdiction. Like, just just show us if that's what you're blaming on them. Okay, so on the WLBT homicide tracker, the Jackson mm-hmm. homicide, mm-hmm. it actually has what I call a murder map. Yeah. And it's got these blue dots, and it tells you the person's name and... Uh, the street that they were murdered on, and the date. So you just got to the, run the uh, the cursor over mm. it, the mouse, and it'll tell you every one of them. Okay. 
that, that, that have been reported. No, That's I, what I'm saying. Like, well, there's ones that are not reported, but there's there's a big discrepancy between seven over the course of 12 months and 24 in the last 10. Yeah. And that's what it seems like he's Marilyn Mum is trying to say those 24 in the last 10 months actually occurred in the Capitol Police jurisdiction, which, according to Capitol Police, that's not true. Well, it also is not true, according to according to what Chief Wade initially said when they got these numbers corrected. He said that they had some reporting issues that they've worked them out internally. Mm hmm. You know, yeah. it was incompetence, but they didn't want to blame it on incompetence. Hey, man, like I said, I think we've both said, it looks like Chief Wade's trying to do the best he can. He's, I mean, he's, you know, it's he's, he's like the right guy for the job at the point at this point. Uh, you know, I know that when you got the chief of police in Gluckstadt leaving to come be the assistant chief in Jackson, you you clearly seem to be doing something right. I don't know if there's more to that story or whatever, but at the end of the day, you left a pretty cushy job in Gluckstadt. I think we can agree that Gluckstadt ain't Jackson, right? <laughs> yeah. As as the as the as the head dog, yeah, to go be the assistant chief in Jackson. I mean, it's under, Wendell Watts, right? And then who did it? Yeah, Wendell Watts. Okay, which yeah. of course he came from Jackson for, forever. Right? Yeah, right. well, well regarded by the way in Jackson for yeah. years. For and I think he was head of precinct four for a long time. I believe that's right. I could be wrong, but maybe um, so. he's. But I, I, his name is circulated around Jackson. So like he's very very well regarded person. Yeah, I hear. I know that. My buddies at JPD were super excited about him coming back. Yeah, live. You know, like I can relate it to the car business. I, we we had managers leave that we really really liked to go somewhere to take the the next the next maybe to go from new car sales manager to general manager or GSM to general manager. It may not have worked out. They come back and things got better again. Because mm-hmm. I mean, some people may not be the head dog, but they're the people that they're the they're the person that kind of is the glue that holds the place together. Yeah, and. You know, heck, I've left good jobs for "quote unquote" better jobs, and camped, packed my toys, and went right back to that other job. It's like this was not as expected. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely true. I mean, especially if he, somebody like him, saw the new uh, Chief Wade from because Chief Wade's been with JPD for a really long time before that. Mm-hmm. Must have known his character and that he does a good job, and so that's why he wants to come back. And obviously, he cares about the city, so he wants to try to do a good job. And I mean, that's great. I'm glad. I'm glad he's back. I mean, so it looks like JPD's really got their stuff together. Um, but they're also fighting their the, their mayor, right? I mean, that's the problem. I'm, you know, look, I, I'm joking. in charge of the, you know. I've jokingly talked about Jackson State's biggest rival is Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Not Alcorn. It's not Southern. It ain't it ain't Tennessee State. It ain't none of this. It, Jackson is Jackson State's biggest rival, and that can be the same can be said for JPD. Their their biggest rival is criminal mastermind Chaco Antar Lumumba, who also just so happens to be over in charge of JPD. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, and you know, we were talking about the break. I mean, also the other thing Chuck Wade done is fought against this court system and HB twenty, and so I mean, he did that as well. So I'm just trying to think. Like you know, we discuss this all the time. But does anybody know the one thing that every politician I think does something that you like eventually, or somebody likes, or maybe not? You know, both sides. But I mean. But it, we're talking about local politics here. Can anybody think like did Chokwe pave a road that we're really impressed with? Yeah. Maybe he did. I don't know about it. I mean, he plays he he plays the race card very well to the twenty eight thousand voters in Jackson, Mississippi that find that very important. I mean, and that's just really sad because it, you know, and we were talking about this at the break. If you look from like he got elected in twenty seventeen, and not that the city didn't have a ton of issues before that, but it seems like they're all compounding now, one after the other. Yeah, we got to take a break real quick. We ran over that last segment. We'll be right back. Hi, welcome back in, guys. Talk about breaking rules when necessary. We were, we were, we ran over really bad in one of those segments by like eight minutes. So we got about a minute here 
to chop it up with you. And um, it's at the end of the day, I want somebody to text in on the Guns of Gear text line. I'm going to read all y'all's texts at the top of the second hour. A legitimate question here. Can somebody name one thing other than play the race card very well that Chalkway's done good in the last five years? Cue I the, mean, cue the Jeopardy music. Completely unrelated. Uh, I'm, I'm strolling on Facebook here. There's a Millie Vanilli documentary on Paramount Plus uh, that I'm just seeing that I think I will go home and watch. Oh, that sounds great. Today. I, I had a Millie Vanilli t-shirt, and I, I hate that. It's the least surprising thing I've I, ever heard. I did, mouth. man. I had it like 1990, and I, then, of course, all that stuff came out. I remember I had to like, throw this thing away. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we got to take our top of the hour break. Guys, got a whole other hour of Clay and Sean here on WYAB coming up next. Strap in, not on, and turn up the volume. This is the Clay Edwards Show, your daily dose of reality radio. Hey, guys, you may be asking yourself, what is for lunch today? Clay, you always talk about them great blue plates. Where can I get one today? Let's start with Burgers, Blues, Barbecue. It's Wednesday, the plate lunch special today at their Brandon and Madison location, coming soon to Flowood, November 6th, right there at Dogwood. Oh, t- anyway, today's plate lunch is smoked chicken as well as hamburger steak. The sides are mashed potatoes, black-eyed peas, and squash zucchini. But hey, don't fret. You're not in the mood for a blue plate. Of course, they got their world-famous hamburgers. They're, I'm going to tell you what, one of the most popular items on the menu at Burgers, Blues, Barbecue is their buffalo chicken wrap, grilled or fried. Y'all know my fat butt. I get it fried, but the grilled is really good. Their salads are great. And, of course, their cheese sticks, you know, I'm a cheese stick connoisseur. Their cheese sticks are literally so big that you don't have to order a whole order. You can order them individually. So check them out. That is Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. And, of course, we uh, mentioned Martin's earlier. Today is Meatloaf downtown at Martin's. So we've got you covered in Rankin, Madison, and Hines County with great blue plate specials here today on the Clay Edwards Show. Also, don't forget Burgers, Blues, Barbecue. They've got their new location coming in Flowood. They got two food trucks available for your personal uh, for your events. Say you're hosting a car show, you need a food truck for it. They got you covered. Uh, you got ball games coming up somewhere. You got a tournament, need food trucks. They got you covered. I can go on and on and on of all the different reasons why you could book a food truck for an event. Uh, let's see here. Also, they're catering. They got you covered, man. From five to five thousand people for holiday and office parties, and of course the blue plate specials. At Burgers, Blues, Barbecue. Get in touch with them now. Burgersblues.com. Burgersblues.com. All the information and contact info you'll need is there. And I'll be uh, I'll be announcing my holiday party coming up here soon. We're going to do the second annual Clay Edwards Show Christmas party with Burgers, Blues, Barbecue in downtown Brandon. I'll get you all that date here soon. I'm also, I wasn't going to do a Thanksgiving one, but I think I'm going to do my day before thanksgiving the wednesday party again this year isn't that one of the best days of the year by the way the wednesday it, before thanksgiving it's it like is. one of my favorites it I mean, is. I, I, even I, even getting to my 40s i still like it i'm thinking yeah. i hadn't even talked to chip about this but i'm thinking at acme pizza yeah and because i've been needing to do an event there i think right there is perfect it's centrally located out there on the road i say centrally located so many people live over there that listen to the show mm-hmm 
it's in a good centrally located spot for that area. I, I you know, I don't think Chip will mind us bringing 150 people to, <laughs> yeah, to be okay to, with that. To, to eat, drink, and be merry. I don't think I have to ask permission to do this. Yeah. I'm not asking for nothing for free. So I'm thinking, uh, y'all, y'all pencil it, pencil it in the day before Thanksgiving, that Wednesday, uh, for the Clay Edwards, the second annual Clay Edwards day before Thanksgiving party. Should be a good time. And then you're gonna do a holiday holiday party too. Yeah, Christmas party. I did both last year. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to see if I could do it. That's pretty cool. Where was it at? I did both of them at Burgers and Blues in downtown Brandon last year. Mm-hmm. It's just right by the house. It's just so dang easy sure. for me. But I understand that we have multiple sponsors. We need to spread these things out a little bit. Yeah. You know, it, it's not fair to not do that. What uh, what what time of December was it? Like earlier or mid-December? The, the There's Christ- always a debate on when to do these. That's okay, so the, the Christmas party, we did it on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Christmas falls on a Monday. This year, doesn't This it? year. Um, it was a Sunday last year. So... I'm looking at the calendar now. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I went to one month too far up. The Wednesday before would be the 20th. Yeah. So, so it would either be that or that Friday, Saturday. But so many people got family in town and stuff by the weekend. Yeah, and, and they got to finish their last-minute shopping and all that kind of exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So the Wednesday worked out well, and that way it's over. it starts early, ends early. People can mm-hmm. do what they want to do. And I do not expect to have a live show the next day. <laughs> so, you're you're going to do one on Christmas Day? <laughs> no. So mark, mark, mark your calendars for Wednesday, December 20th, and for uh, Thursday, I mean Wednesday, the 22nd of November. Wednesday, the 22nd of November, and Wednesday, the 20th of December. We'll, uh, we'll make those happen. All right, let's see here. We've got some text messages on the guns and gear text line hey shout out to david funches this morning let's see here another david text in on the guns of your text line says uh all right heads up big there all right says chucky's sister she moved her signs and dumped them in the cemetery i have no doubt says clay good thing you saw the toilet on highway 80 without someone sitting on it clay you have a good radio show and a lot of good topics but in the past three years chucky and these free the land crooks have increased my listening of your show because I need to hear what these idiots have done recently. Keep up the good work. Hey, look, for better or for worse, whether you like me or not, we're going to cover Jackson. We're going to cover, and we're going to have those quote unquote tough conversations. Tough conversations. And we're going to call them out, man. And did you did you talk about this yesterday about the eight hundred fifty thousand dollars? I did not. I did not. Let's jump into that. Yeah, you know, I think that's an important. Let you let issue. you lead here. Do, do I need to play the video of Chucky talking about it? Yeah, that's. I think that helps. All right, I got it pulled up here. Believe it or not, I have this. Uh, I have this show prepped and ready. Um, let's talk for just a second while I get it queued up because I'm going to yeah. have to play through the first twenty seconds of a commercial in the WLBT article here. So if you're not familiar, uh, Chucky Chakway. Uh, Chalk lines, as Kim Wade calls them, says <laughs> says it was an oversight. Mayor says clerical error led to eight hundred fifty thousand dollars cost overrun on Riverside Drive project. You know, people are finding this very interesting. But I had a, a preacher from Rankin County that I used to work with in the car business reach out to me yesterday. I hadn't talked to him in years. I said, "Clay, I know you follow Jackson politics." He goes, "Man, what what the heck is going on with this eight hundred fifty thousand dollars?" I said, "You know what I call this, man? This is going to make some of y'all mad." This is called reparations politics. They're going to get theirs one way or another. This is Chakway, allegedly, in my opinion, this is his payback for not getting to touch that, the water money. The, 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 trash was a, the trash is because of that. 
And this most likely is because of that. Again, allegedly, just my opinion. I'm not making any accusations. I'm just saying this is what I think. It was an expensive mistake uh, that was made within. Gosh, dang, you talk about expensive That's mistakes. That's what I was about to say, dude. Like He has been an a, expensive a, mistake. A million dollars almost. Nearly a million dollars is not merely just an expensive mistake. An expensive mistake is you get drunk and you bust your tires on your car. Uh, that's well, an expensive mistake. Buy, buy some girl a bunch of shots that you that you had no chance with. Yeah, you're that's right. an expensive mistake. That's an expensive mistake. This is catastrophic. Like yeah. that's what this is. Oh man, let's go. Um, it was an expensive mistake uh, that was made within uh, our public works department. Someone didn't enter the project into. The- I got to stop it again. He said public works. You know what else seems like an expensive mistake, Sean? Not being able to bill your water customers. The system for enter the contract into the system. And therefore, it didn't alert. We have Munis, which is a system that when you enter, it not only lets you know the schedule in which things need to be paid, uh, it, it monitors the project going forward. And so I think this was 2021, 20, 22, uh, that, that, that was not entered in correctly. And therefore, it was an oversight, that, a very expensive oversight that took place because it was not in the system. Uh, there are some things that there may be differences of opinion on, you know, whether it was a failure or not. There are things that are failures, right? And you, you're a failure. <laughs> Isn't there maybe some difference in opinions on if it was a failure or not? You made a million dollar mistake, Clay. I'm be like, that's a failure, dude. That's a failure. A million I, dollar mistake. I, you know, I've got friends in some of the highest positions in, in, in town, uh, GMs of massive dealerships. Mm-hmm. If they make a million dollar mistake, their boss is going to say that was a failure. You're fired. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we will address that for who made that mistake. You. But at the same time, uh, we acknowledge it. Uh, and since that time, we have made changes in our public works department that account and have checks and balances to make sure that that type of error, that person putting that contract in the system doesn't take place again. <laughs> You mean you mean just hiring people because they have a degree and no experience and expecting them to know what they're doing? D- didn't um haven't we had like how many public work directors have we had in the last twelve months? We're, we're we're heading towards our seventh. Is it the seventh now? Seventh. Well, the next one will be the well. The other one came back, so technically it's six people, seven different uh, stints. The next one will be the seventh person, but the eighth change because the other guy was like he he quit, then he like. Came, came back, back, then he quit again. Quit again. Okay. Like, I mean, hold on. We got about another minute of chalkway here. This is this is this is what we call radio gold. Well, I I, I won't get into any personnel matters, but we will make certain that we have uh, we we have. Better. You got a thought, Sean? Here's my thought on this, real quick. I want so they didn't pay the contractor for five months, even though they had the funds. What it is? Did the contractor stop working? Do we know that? I can't well, because I yeah. live I live right there, right? And I go that I take that route home every single day on Riverside, and you know, I, it's been messed I, up forever. Obviously, I recall I recall there being a celebration recently mm-hmm. that work had restarted on Riverside that's, Drive. That's what I remember, and I drive that way, and I know that one time it didn't seem like they were doing any work at all, and, and because it's it's very frustrating trying to go because my office is down on Lakeland, and I go that way. Through. Anyway, and um, now they built like an extra road where you can kind of go down Riverside over the last month or two. So I think they just resumed work. 
you know, so I'm saying if like you know that they're not getting, I guess my point is if you know they're not working, right? They're not working, and because the con, like they're not working on the road, like anybody can see that. Wouldn't you realize, well, maybe we gotta do something crazy, like I don't know, pay them? Like, I mean, is that crazy? Like, they're not working because they're not getting paid. Is there not a liaison anywhere in this whole in this whole thing to say, hey, by the way, uh, whatever fill in the blank uh, contractor called said they're not going back on the job till they get paid. Where was the communication? Let me say that word again: communication breakdown that. That you didn't say, fix it. Yeah, I mean, for five months, it wasn't like it was like a week. You're like, oh, we just missed it for that week. It was five months, almost you know, almost half a year. Uh, and you just didn't, nobody just paid attention to like nobody was doing any work on Riverside? Again, as as president of the Jake Wyndham fan club, I, I, all, I can, all I can assume is that this wouldn't happen in Pearl. And, and in defense, this wouldn't happen in Butch Lee's Brandon. Or frankly... Anywhere else in the surrounding area, except maybe Byram. I'm throwing salt on Byram every chance I get. I'm salty again about getting kicked out of Byram. Okay. 10 years ago, 12 years ago. I don't, you know, which we call it, um, or anywhere. I mean, I'm sure there's other cities where this would happen, but I think most places, they know that, like, the contractors are not working because people don't work. Why, Clay? Because they're not getting any money. Like, nobody, it's not a volunteer organization. I mean, so if they're not getting paid, they're not doing the work, it's pretty easy to know what's going on. But you can understand Chucky's, Chucky's position on this because he also thinks that it's community groups' job to go fill, to go clean up the city-owned cemetery. <laughs> sure, I guess, you know, me and my buddies over there that live right by there should just have picked up a shovel and started fixing the road. I guess, I guess we could do that. I mean, uh, man, let's take a call. Hey, good morning. You're on the air. Hey, Clay. Hey, Sean. It's very Teddy. How hey. you doing, man? Hey, Teddy. How you doing, brother? Man, I hate to be 30 minutes late, but, you know, you mentioned about the Gluckstadt chief coming to take the assistant chief position in Jackson. Yeah. If you do an analogy, you can kind of reference it like, it's, like a football analogy. You know, if you, go to, if you go to Jackson and Jackson turns around somewhat, you're the, you know, you could be looking like a, a guru, like a, a Nick Saban of law enforcement. Sure. And if you don't, you have on your resume that you were the assistant chief for the most dangerous city, dangerous, dangerous city in the country. Well, Teddy, it's kind of like the way Bo Lucky looks right now. I think all of us are kind of like, look what that guy's done for a portion. I know it's not the entire city, but for a portion of the city, I think everybody's kind of regarded him as the law enforcement genius of the metro area at, the, at this time. Right. But uh, I just didn't think he could go wrong for him either way. You know, when you get the experience of being the assistant chief or, or two, you turn it around and you're a superhero. Sure enough. Sure enough. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I've made that point before. And so, look, sometimes cops just want to do cop stuff. You know, like some people really yeah. love their job and they yeah. want to go where the action is. And frankly, the action is in Jackson. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good day. I hey, appreciate you. you, brother. Yeah. I mean, my buddy Montana Esco runs a uh, Instagram account. I think it's called Jackson Got Action. <laughs> okay. or, or maybe it's a Snapchat account or something like that. A Jackson Got Action. And it, it just does. I just want to go back to this one second, Clay. The the Chokewilla Mumba Volunteer Contract Organization. Yeah, because that seems like what you know what we've got going on here. And uh, I'm still just kind of shocked that. And I know we just brought this up, but for for five months that nobody noticed that anything wasn't being done on that road, and that these guys weren't getting paid. I mean, if he was running like a McDonald's and everybody was at the at, at working at McDonald's and they're like they didn't get paid every two weeks, I think like they would stop selling burgers. My, my buddy Tim texts in and says, I promise you the contractor was calling every day. Contractors mm-hmm. had to foot all the materials up yep, front. The, the city knew. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's a very good point. I mean, yeah, everybody knew that. I mean, so 
Why what why didn't they after two weeks someone say I can give you two weeks, three weeks even. And and, and let's just be honest here too. Riverside Drive in the in the neighborhood that uh, is that Mills is that Bellhaven? Yes, yeah, Bellhaven. It's right. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and, and the college is back there too, right? That's yeah. Bellhaven College. There, Millsaps is across across State Street. Street but okay. yeah, right. You so got Bellhaven College inside there. So let's just be honest. It's one of the most affluent areas inside the city limits of Jackson. Sure, and it's a well traveled road because you yeah. know you go you can connect. It connects Lakeland can connect to it. So they knew. Mm-hmm. They knew this was going on. Yeah. I want to know, so is it $850,000 in fees and fines? That's what I don't know. The article did, was really explaining. I was wondering that, too. How, how did we occur this $850,000? Like late payments, like when you don't pay your credit card in time, that have accrued to eight? I don't know exactly what the – or is it just back payments with interest? Who knows? Wow. All right, let's take a break real quick, come back. We'll finish unpacking this. Phone line's wide open, by the way. We'd love to hear from you guys this morning. 601-879-0002. Guns and Gear text line. It's jammed up, but we'll always take more. 601, I mean, uh, 769-241-1944. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yarkaran. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Let's go straight to the phone lines here. Hey, brother, you on there? Oops. Hey, hey, brother, you on there? Hey, uh, I just got a couple questions about this $850,000, almost a million dollars. Did did an outside business find it and bring it to their attention, or did they willingly come forward? Well, you know, we were looking at our books, and we found this. How did it come about? Good, Sean. Do you know? No, nah, I mean I just had the Kingfish article here up, um, and it, it just it just talks about the eight hundred fifty thousand. I think I'm not exactly sure. That's some type of late. I mean, that's a heck of a late fee. But obviously, there was five months of pay, which is would be a significant amount. But I don't know. I don't know where why it's another eight fifty. This is what I'm yeah, getting. This, at. Is, okay. this is this is eight fifty on top of whatever the contract. Was. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This, yeah. this is eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars that Jackson doesn't have. I mean, maybe there was a penalty provision in the contract that called for that after a certain time of no payment. I'm not exactly sure. You'd have to look at that. Oh, okay. See, and this is my my whole question revolves around, you know, did they get exposed or are they coming forward on their own saying, oh, I'm sorry, oh, my bad, 850, we, we lost it. You know, this this counts a lot. You know, mm-hmm. someone was looking into the books and going, hey, here's 850 grand that you're trying to hide. I mean, I'm sure we could. Yeah, I mean, no, I think we could have done. There's a lot. The city could use that almost million dollars for, other than a essentially absolutely. a late fee. You know. Yeah, absolutely. That's my question. So. Man, we, we will try to find out. I, again, I I don't know. It doesn't say here, but we, we'll find out. He just again, it's just referred to as an expensive mistake. Yeah. Yeah, expensive mistake. Eight hundred fifty. This is just fishy to me. Eight hundred fifty grand. Now, okay, say so you got eighty five hundred bucks. In your bank account, that yeah, oh, I, I just had this laying around. What happened? I, I have now I can go spend it on stuff. How does that even happen? I mean, th- this is my problem. No, I this agree. Yep. It smells we're, we're, high. It stinks of high. Heaven. This is incompetence. It's a crisis of incompetence, just like with the water mm-hmm. but you, and the you trash. Think that the trash. stupid to uh, to misplace. It? Well, I you know the Pentagon does it all the time, but I mean with billions. But I mean, th- this is, just seems to me that. Uh, this is just going a little too far in the stupid department. I mean, you're not that stupid, are you? <laughs> exactly. that's, I mean, really? I know. I'm sorry. Because of this mistake, I'm starting to think Chokeway trained the monkey to attack the zookeeper. Like, I'm going to get behind that conspiracy <laughs> because that's how, like, I mean, if anything's possible at this point. 
<laughs> so. it seems like it. It just seems like it. All right, thank you, fellas. Appreciate it, brother. You know, I've got this article pulled up here um, in that that Kingfish article, and just down it a little bit. It says, and they they, they were talking about the water stuff. But there's some other things in here that got hit, and it says, um, you had referenced the CJ Lamasters asking the mayor mm-hmm. about not releasing information about 24 murders that took place for several months. Mayor Lamumba tried to blame Capitol Police for not reporting the homicides in the area in the jurisdiction. However, Chief Wade said JPD handled 97 homicides this year. And said there was 111 at the same time a year ago. Yeah. Okay, well, here's the thing. We're up to 105. So let's say 97 plus 97, or 105 minus 97. That is, what's that, eight? Eight. eight. So that's eight homicides that were unaccounted for. So that means Capitol Police have worked eight, I assume? Yeah, so last time I talked to them about a month ago, it was like seven, so maybe there's been another one since then. Yeah, and, and also, there can be homicides in the city that the city don't work, that um, I learned this, and you may know this. There can be homicides that maybe were bodies that were dumped here. Sure. That maybe from a, a, a neighboring area. Yeah, I don't know how they classify them. Like you say, because we see the reports all the time. They found a dead body wherever in the back of a Buick or something, mm-hmm. or, or in a river. And I don't. I'm not sure how they count that as a murder in the city or not. I don't know. You have to ask JPD. And I've also learned possible. that a, I've also learned that a homicide doesn't necessarily mean a murder no it doesn't right it just yeah it doesn't necessarily mean murder it means a non-natural death mm-hmm. uh, let's take another call hey good morning you're on there yes um I, i'd just like to give a shout out to what you were saying while i go about um chief Wade. i had the pleasure of teaching him and terry many many years ago this has been back in the 80s I taught him and his brothers, and I would like to say they come from a stellar, stellar family. They were the tops. They were raised right. They had values. They had morals. Um, Very, very intelligent, well-mannered children. And uh, something else maybe a lot of people don't know, he and his brother Edward, very, very artistic, and Joseph, could draw dogs, bulldogs, and things, and they were so good. I used to hang them outside the door of my classroom for everyone to see. But they were examples for everyone to follow. And um, he was very, even as a child, he was very matter of fact. He didn't play around, and he he was serious about his work and everything he ever did. So I'd just like to say that. I know everybody's commenting on him, and I'd like to throw in my two cents worth on him, too. And he's 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 perfect for this job. I think he'll do a great job if they, you know, people leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I know it. All right. I just wanted to throw that in and say something good about him. I know I everybody's it. been saying good things about him, and they're so true. Absolutely. He, he's great. a wonderful person. That's all I wanted to say. Hey, thank, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening this morning. I, I love listening to your show. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. I think it's a good question for us to ask JPD, though, is um, how do they classify the um, like the, the like bodies that are found? Now, of course, like you were saying before, like homicide, you just found out that homicide, yeah, it's not. I mean, it's just a, it's a killing by another person. A murder is, you know, like malice of forethought. Mm-hmm. Homicide, like if it was in self-defense, is not a murder. Yeah. And so, but that's still a homicide. 
And that's and that's so that's kind of the difference. Gotcha. It's not a murder. Like you kill someone in self defense, it's not a murder. Yeah, and, we, um, we've gotten so accustomed to it being murders here. You go, yeah, right. And just everything being called homicide, but the homicide is just a killing of another person by another person. So, gotcha. a killing of a person by another person. Excuse me. Interesting. So, All right, uh, great call. There. Look, I'm very happy with with Chief Wade. Uh, I really am. I think the city is. Of course, I don't live in Jackson anymore, but I have interest in Jackson, and I think it's great. And I think that. I've seen. I have visually seen Sean a more engaged JPD here recently. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, if you spend any time riding around the city of Jackson, you're seeing more police presence. I I, I come through the I twenty two twenty corridor a good bit, coming out here to the radio station. Yeah. In the mornings, something I'm seeing at about the same place every morning that that Ellis I, Ellis Avenue Valley Street stretch of uh, i-20 there i'm seeing jpd cars ride through with just their side blues on mm-hmm. just letting you know they're there yeah. yeah i've noticed that too i mean you're seeing a lot more of that just in the area not the flashing blues but just the like the the cruising lights they were on the way up my way up here on medgar evers this morning yeah like that so they yeah. you know so so i mean it's just like being a presence it helps slow people down i would i'd like to see more of it on 220 like yeah. In the mornings. Now that let's not ask for too much, yeah. right? Let's just get the like. It's still going to be the Indianapolis 500 on there forever. <laughs> like, get the murders under control, and then we'll worry about the speeding on the interstate. Man, I had a guy on my butt this morning. I was in the left lane behind a car that was going kind of slow. I was trying to get around a car in the right lane, and I was just going to get over in the right lane and let the guy in the left lane eat the dirt from everybody that was mad at him. There was a car on my butt so close. And, of course, it never used its blinker. And as soon as we got around the car on the right, it jerked between around me again. Like it was trying to make a, a shake-and-bake pass to win Talladega. <laughs> shake-and-bake. And, uh, man, if I, had, if I had gone with my initial plan to change lanes, mm. we would have wrecked. Yeah. But so I had to stay in the left lane to let this idiot shake-and-bake around us on the right. I mean, and, I don't, it, and it wasn't my fault that we weren't going fast enough in the left lane. I don't know what happens on 220. Is there like some, you know, poisonous gas in the air or something or whatever that like corrupts people's mind and we get them to drive that way? Because you don't really see that as much on 55. It's mm. 220. For some reason, it's like that. I, I don't know why. Because there's no major exits. I mean, it's just mm. exits to, to – you know, there's no major interstate. I know there's exits to Clinton Boulevard, to Industrial Park, to some uh, – Be- is that Beasley? Yeah, and then you can you know, exit to the Nash's just, Trace, I think, off of 220. Yeah, right? but there's no major exits off 220 mm-hmm. that, to take in anything. So they're, they're, it's not a whole lot of traffic merging on and off. It is just – it's people basically getting from from I-20 to 55. Mm-hmm. With very few people getting off at, at any of the intersections. It's people going around Jackson. I mean, it was built as a bypass. So it's just wide open. Yeah. You know, because there's so many people going hauling butt for an extended amount of time. I mean, it's literally our Audubon. Let's take a break. (laughs) Come right back. This is a clip. When we come back, we're shifting gears from Jackson. We're going to talk about the Jewish community. They feel betrayed by you lefties. Y'all have done your Jewish friends wrong, and we're going to talk about it on the other side of this break. All right, we're back. Welcome to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends out at Men's Health of Mississippi, located right out there in Madison, Mississippi. You can find them online at menshealthms.com. Guys, get your levels checked. You could have low testosterone 
and I didn't even know it. Are you uh, suffering from bad sleep, lack of sex drive, ED, obesity, lack of energy, depression? Low testosterone could be the culprit to all of those things. Lack of motivation. You just feel blah, just tired of waking up every day, same old thing, different day. Man, you probably, uh, if you're over 35, you probably got low testosterone, you know. And uh, look, they also, some of the other things they do out there, <clears throat> women, they have a women's clinic too. It's called uh, Women's Health in Mississippi or w- Women Up. It's located right upstairs there. So just because we advertise it towards the men, don't think they can't take care of women. Also, you could have low testosterone. And believe, believe it or not, that's a very, very important thing for women. They can get you all balanced out. So check them out, menshealthms.com. Get your levels checked today. It's so affordable, too. I, I can't stress enough. I don't want to get into the finances of it, but trust me it's when cheap. I tell you, it's cheap. It is really cheap. Especially based on the ROI you get. Did I tell you the new thing I figured out that I can do with the testosterone? So I used to take it on Tuesdays. I, I take it on Mondays now. I, I switched it up a few weeks. Anyway, well... I try not to drink on Sundays. Sometimes it happens. I'm not because you know I just like to drink during the weekdays because I feel like I'm just getting old and it hurts. I mean that's yeah. basically it. It's not like it used to be where I can just walk it off. Well, Sunday night the Dolphins are playing the Eagles. Of course, I'm going to drink because my team is on primetime football. Yeah. So I woke up Monday morning, wasn't feeling very well, and I was like, oh wait, now this is my testosterone day. So I got up and I injected myself and like it kind of almost got rid of my hangover. Nice. Like, I was like, this is pretty cool. Like I didn't realize it would work for this, but I, I take like, mine every Monday too. Yeah, I just got like this burst of energy. Energy, and I was like, oh, man, this is great. I was like, a t- I mean, but then I would be taking testosterone like a lot. And I don't really need to do that. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, oh, it's Tuesday. You know, here we go. Well, I guess get your testosterone slash hangover relief. I don't know that it, that's necessarily one of the uh, <laughs> one of the remedies. But, hey, I am, uh, tr- I'm for anything that works. So if, if it works for you, by all means, start online, menshealthms.com. Sean, uh, Sean hit me up with an interesting article yesterday from the L.A. Times. And it, it, I find it interesting because I have um I I've always just assumed that most Jewish people were were lefties. I mean they've they've leaned left uh, traditionally. I think uh, at least in America. I and, mean Jew, Jewish folks were a big part of the civil rights movement in the sixties. Yeah. Um. Even you know even down here are um the case that happened in Neshoba County in uh, nineteen sixty four where um, I think it was a. Andrew, uh, I think Andrew, Andrew Cheney, or well, Andrew no. Goodman, Mickey uh, Cheney, something like that. Anyway, Cheney Goodman Swarner, that's what I meant. And uh, James Cheney was was the black man that was killed, and it was the two others were Jewish folks. So I mean, Jew- Jewish folks were a big part of the um, civil rights movement for a long time. So they've always been kind of on the left. All right. So I was trying to find the article. Here we go. So this is from the L.A. Times. This is a courtesy of Sean. Here it says the left has really. The title of the article is "The Left Has Really Let Us Down." Why many American Jews feel abandoned, and kind of uh, some of the highlights Sean clipped out of here, or, or but as, but as a minority group that is by and large white American Jews who number seven point six million or two point three percent of the U.S. population, have also struggled to find their place in a new hierarchy of identity politics where racial categories have become shorthand for the oppressed and the oppressor, mm-hmm. and kind of scrolling on down. Well, actually, we can just stop right there, yeah, and. This is what led me to, to the, in our point of the conversation was we've often talked about what the Civil War looked like in America, in, in this current layout of America. Is it the Mason-Dixon line? I know Bill Maher's got that famous line of the Mason-Dixon line run right through your grandmother's house, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, there is no Mason-Dixon line in this thing. It's, it's 
it's all out uh, small group warfare, and it's it, or oppressed versus oppressor, oppressed versus more oppressed. Uh, it ain't white versus black. It ain't left versus right. It's all these subgroups. You have these left-wing nut jobs, the same people that supported BLM who now support Hamas. You have the Jewish community. You have the the Asians. You have the Mexicans. You have the Christians versus the, the Antifas. You've got your MAGA. You know, you've got all these different interests that I think is just going to be all out survival of the sickest. Who survives? Who wins? Of course, whoever wins is going to be the one that has this in control of the military at that particular moment because they got the big guns. But it's very interesting. I, I've been talking about this for a while. There's a thing called the Oppression Olympics. And, I thought of that when I read this article yesterday, actually. And yeah. f- for and, and forever, you know, the blacks have been winning the Oppression Olympics, you know, in the hearts and minds of Americans. And that's what he kind of, with this thing is, so now you have this group on the left that's pro-Palestinian, right? You know, and I'm not saying this is not the president of the United States. He's obviously very pro-Israel. Let me, this say, one is more, a let me say one more thing real quick. Sure, I'm sorry. But in hindsight, oh, I've just thought about this. I just want to end it on the salt. In hindsight, I think the Jewish people have actually won, had have been winning the oppression Olympics in America because any time, I mean, it's called anti-Semitism. I mean, any time, like we have like, apparently America has some kind of legal obligation to defend everything with the Jewish people, even on other, even in other countries. We have to defend the Jewish people, where unlike any other religion, because at the end of the day, it's a religion. Yeah. We don't defend Christianity like that here in America, but we have to defend Judaism, like with our military. So clearly, the, 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 the winners of this oppression Olympics forever has been uh, the Jewish community, but because of the way America has fought for them. I maybe I'm saying the oppression Olympics thing wrong. I'm not trying to be disrespectful when I say that, but I mean as far as like a protected minority class. Yeah, I mean U.S. policy since 1948 has been very has been obviously very pro-Israel. Even even yeah. and then, you know it's hard. To, let me it, it this right after just what happened. It's so hard to sit there and criticize the Israelis, even though by the way, there's things they've done over for a long period of time that are, they aren't cool. I mean, they're, they're just there. There, there is anybody can plainly see that none of it justifies what happened. The no. terrorism. That's what the problem with the pro-Palestinian left is. They're saying, well, the things Israeli the occupation, this stuff is things they've done, you know, justified this use of terror. Nothing in my mind justifies terror. What the Palestinians did was terrible and Israel deserves to respond in kind. But we also can't leave out that the Israelis have done things in the past that aren't great either. And I think that's kind of where everybody's getting this mixed up. And that's why you see these sides on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But here's my thing. I don't think this pro Palestine, pro Hamas left in America really knows what they're fighting about. No, they don't. It's It's That's what I was talking yesterday about. I mean, it's, and I think actually it's funny. I went out one night. When with, we see queers for Palestine and that's it. And, and, and they're trying to somehow tie Palestine, freedom for Palestine, to do something with climate change and climate justice. and Or like, you know, you see the Queers for Palestine thing that you put out, the Mia Khalifa thing I brought up like a week ago. I mean, these are two groups of people that would be murdered in Palestine, or in Gaza, excuse me. I mean, and, uh, you know, the, the, but it's all about 
there's a group we assume, and I'm going to put it this way, we assume Palestinians are darker than Israelis, and they may be the ones being oppressed, and therefore we're going to side with the people that we think are oppressed, like they're a minority group. We don't consider the Jews a minority group, even though they are. No. I mean, they're not a minority group of there, but they are here in the United States. So now you have these Jewish groups that have been on, on the left, right? And, they, um, and they've been, a lot of these people in the article were pro-Palestinian Jews. Like, there's lots of them that were pro... They didn't like what Israel had done over the decades, and they were for a two-state solution, for one thing. And so they've been pro-Palestinian. Well, then Hamas commits a terrorist attack. Well, they're not pro-Palestinian anymore. <laughs> Who can blame them? I mean, it's hard once you do that kind of a thing for anybody real sympathy for you. Unless you're on some part of the far left, which is like, oh, no, this justifies it. Well, everything Israel's done justifies murdering kids and murdering people to at a music festival. Of course it does not. And so what I thought was most interesting about the article was there were still Jewish groups. There were, were, were Jewish people that said, yeah, uh, Israel still deserved the terrorist attack because of what they've done, which is just insane to me that that's gotta they would be, think that. And that's got to be Gen Z Jewish people. That's what you're right. And that's what the article kind of said. It said that support for the state of Israel under younger generations, under 30, is not like it was for people over 30. Yeah. They just they feel differently about their support of Israel. I had a talking to a buddy of mine yesterday and pulling this kind of back local. They were down in Natchez this weekend for the balloon glow thing. Hmm. And he said, man, he said, overwhelmingly, it was a bunch of uh, middle-aged white folks there. You know, who I would just guess were conservatives. I'm, I'm kind of putting words in his mouth a little bit here, but just based on the conversation. And he said, but then also there was these groups of younger, clearly left-wing, uh, LGBTQ, wide-open, rainbow-clad, different, we would call left-wing nutjob-looking people. <laughs> okay. And, and they, you know, just up in the middle of this, and he goes, and it's just you know, this younger generation and this Gen Z and what they've been in. And this is what this is what indoctrination, successful indoctrination looks like, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I mean got- it's this younger generation. No, but there are some damn good kids out there. I think I've got one of them. Yeah. You know, that the, she wears her Trump shirts and everything. You know, I mean, it may be indoctrination, but it's, indo- it's the indoctrination I co-sign on. Okay. You know, we, all, we all have our own version of it, right? Um, traditional American values. What you're seeing with this Gen Z is it's just a break from the norm, and they don't believe in these borders. They're going to find out. They've been they've been misled and indoctrinated into thinking that nobody there should be no borders. That anybody that's a that anybody who's having anything done wrong to them is having it unfairly done by an oppressor. Man, sometimes people do societies of people do screwed up things, and they have to be oppressed. I don't know any other way to say it. I mean, Palestine and not all Palestinians, but Palestine did a lot of screwed up things to Israel. And have for a long time. I mean, when they elected Hamas in 2006, which is a terror group. They, I mean, yeah. the thing is, I, I thought about this, going to say this, I thought about this last night. It's like if something happens to America uh, under the Joe Biden regime, we probably deserve it. Well, what, what if this, let me give you this example. What if Hamas was the one behind 9-11 and this were September the 12th of 2001? Would any of us care who we had to kill in Gaza at that point? Yeah. To get all we, – we wouldn't. I mean, we wouldn't. None of us on, on, on September the 12th, 2001, would care about what we did in Gaza if we knew they were there. Yeah. And I think that's, a, you know, an issue here. So. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we'll let Sean get the last words. This is Clay Edward Show with Sean Karan. All right. Welcome back into the Clay Edward Show. Sean, we got about a minute here. Uh, we were talking during the break, 
and I, you know, I think we both just kind of came to the same conclusion. I'm not educated enough in this whole topic of the Middle East to have an opinion based on the historical context of this or, or uh, the reason why the Jewish community is put on a pedestal in America versus other communities, other minority com- communities or any of that. All I can look at it is, and you agreed, right versus wrong in this particular incident, yeah. Hamas screwed around. Now they got to find out there is no moral equivalency here. You mm-hmm. got to blow Palestine off the face of the earth. And like, yeah, I mean, that, like I was saying earlier before the break, I mean, if this was nine eleven, what would we do? Yeah, I mean, we bombs would, we knew Baghdad. all the terrorists were in Gaza. I mean, it would be it would be destroyed, and everybody would have cheered if we did it. Yep. So it, 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 if babies died, we, people would have would have looked right there, man to man, and said, "Well, that's one less future terrorist." That, was, that's how Americans felt about it in at 2001. At that time, oh, yeah. There's, I mean, we would have hoped they took torches to the entire place. I mean, it, we just wouldn't have cared. Everybody was so angry about and, – and we rightfully should have been angry about yeah. what happened. And I, so, so I, I understand Israel feeling that way. Again, they keep hearing about moral equivalency. We're off air, but we're still recording. You still hear about moral equivalency? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm convinced this whole moral equivalency thing is like saying, no, 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 no. Uh, w- w- we screwed around, and we just want to be able to get away with it, so we're calling it a ceasefire. Yeah, like we got ours in. It's like it's like I ran up and sucker punched you at a bar, and I don't want to fight you. Right. <laughs> oh, now I want to be sentenced to probation after I killed somebody. Yeah, like that's what I want. I want I want probation. Yeah, and I, like I should get a ceasefire because, like, okay, we we don't want to escalate. Wait a second, you escalate. You wanted there murdered children and women and raped them to, and did raped them. awful things, and you know whether you did or didn't behead babies. Then you spread lies about Israel bombing a hospital that wasn't. And mainstream media is complicit in that lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could justify, okay, we're done, we're done, we're done. No, you're done when the you're done when the person you you bullied says they're done. Yeah, exactly. I mean that when they when they made sure that you're not going to do it again. But the thing is, even if they had a ceasefire, you're just going to do it again because yeah. the historical record has shown that that you don't ever stop. This yeah. is never going to end. It's like, all right, so, so we, we lost a couple buildings. You know, a couple hundred people died. You know, we, we still got ours. I get, blow them off the face of the earth. I don't care. I mean, do you nuke it? No, because if you nuke them, you know the the yeah. you know you got the 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 debris the the chemical trail goes all into Israel and the poisoning and all that stuff. Egypt and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, but the, but you can mowab them. You, yeah, you can mowab them. I mean, and all, you know, Clay, all these groups to me over the years are the same group. What's the difference between Hamas, Hezbollah, ISIS, Al Qaeda? Like there, there's the Taliban. They're all the same bunch of cuss now <laughs> like no, they're the jerks no. you know that that we've dealt with like they're the same they're the same terror group if we you destroy hamas and hezbollah another group is going to show up yeah. right and they're going to be whatever the you know jihad of whatever well, we went, and we that's what's going to we happen from taliban to isis yeah i mean, I mean that's it's just they're gonna they're the same or al-qaeda people. To, to isis or whatever it was and yeah my point is that the only way you can deal with them is, is to kill them all that's it. that's it that's it all right sean great show today thank you brother yeah, Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.